Ladies, if you are tired of the traditional group coaching model that was right for a season, but it isn't right for now, if you are ready to have elevated conversations, ready for masterminding in the truest sense of the word, where you combine your collective wisdom and your collective intelligence and what God is speaking to your heart, if you are ready for an experience that takes your soul into account, into your life and relationships and the totality of you into account, then I want you to connect with me because God has given me the vision for a mastermind experience that is like no other, that is really going to take you to the next level in your business, in your relationships, in your life, where you can connect with some extraordinary women just like you who are ready to go all in on the vision that God has given them. An awakening is happening, and I know you're feeling it in your soul. A renaissance is happening, and it's time for you to emerge. I want you to message me. I want you to go to my website and reach out because I really, really want to connect with you more, have a conversation and really talk to you about this mastermind experience that is by invitation only. And it'll be a select group of extraordinary women who want to go all in on what God is calling them to do. Don't wait, don't delay, because these invitations won't be available for long. And I want you to be at that table with us. Welcome to the Elevated Podcast. I'm Amy Van Slambrick, former corporate executive turned therapist and coach to high profile women and couple entrepreneurs. And we are going to have the conversations you've always wanted to have with the people you have always wanted to know. We are going to bring your life, your faith, your business, and most of all, your relationships to an elevated level through conversations you've never heard before. Tune in and stay with us because it's about to get really, really elevated. Welcome. I'm Amy Van Slambrook. I'm a trauma and relationship therapist and coach, and I am on a mission to give hope and help and inspiration to individuals and couples all over the world in their relationships right now, because it's never been more needed. So I have gathered together some of my favorite people who are experts in relationships, in entrepreneurship, in just inspiration and faith. And together, we are going to bring you the tools and resources that you need right now to get through this time and not only survive, but really thrive together. I am with this incredible woman today, Jen Spiegel, and she is going to drop so much wisdom for you and so much um, inspiration. And she does it all with an enormous heart. And so Jen, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Amy. That's beautiful. And what a beautiful mission and purpose. It's a thrill and a joy to be a part of that, really. Oh, thank you so much. And let me tell you a little bit about Jen. And this is a small part of her very full bio. But Jen is a certified life and business mentor for mompreneurs and was named a top business coach for 2021 by Yahoo Finance. Her podcast, Becoming Iconic, has been a top rated business and lifestyle podcast since its launch. 
Jen has supported thousands of women to create five and six figure businesses so that they align with their priorities and values. She is the proud mom of four and she's a serial entrepreneur who is on a mission to create transformations through sharing her experience and knowledge. She firmly believes that a woman who has her soul on fire for impact can and will do all things beyond her wildest expectations. And Jen certainly has lived that out. You will be so, so inspired by her story. So Jen, if you could share with our audience a little bit about your journey thus far, especially in your relationships. Yeah, I would love to. And, you know, a journey, how do you condense it? It feels so long at this point, and there's been so many different chapters so many versions of myself and relationships have always been in some way, shape or form, a part of that and a part of the journey. I think I would love just to fast forward, if I may, to the young version of me who was just about to hit 20 years old and I got married on a whim. Um, The gentleman I was with and, and dating and living with was five years older than me. So he was much more ready to settle down and create a family. And I remember at that time I was having a thriving marketing career. I loved my job. I felt very independent as a woman, starting to build that confidence and posture as my own person. And I remember when he asked me to marry him being so shocked Mm. because it had never been a discussion. It wasn't even in my radar. I wasn't that girl that grew up dreaming of being a mom with a husband and a home. It was very much a spontaneous day-by-day living in existence for me. I just really love living in the moment and seizing opportunities. So I remember vividly, and I know this is about relationships. I really want to sink into this if I may. I remember vividly saying yes to that proposal, knowing it wasn't the right answer but feeling like I don't want to disappoint him. I didn't want to hurt him. I didn't want to cause conflict. And I remember in that moment feeling like just a tidal wave coming over me of going, you're in this now. And at the time I didn't have the confidence or the voice to speak up for myself. And that has been an ongoing journey for me in my life is feeling empowered in my knowing in my values and the things that I think and feel mm. I've been very much a person who looks at the outside world for validation to appease. And so this is something I'm very aware of now, which I'm very grateful for because that makes you better at recognizing these habits. But back then I didn't have that awareness. Mm. And so I remember um, on our wedding day, I even got ready on my own. It was, it, everything was just a flurry And I remember standing before going down the aisle and looking at my dad and saying, I don't think I can do this. Knowing like my whole body just was, it just didn't want to open the doors and walk down the aisle. And I remember him looking at me and saying, it's too late. Come on, you're okay. And yeah, it's, it's interesting because I don't blame my dad. And he honestly was doing the best thing he knew what to do in that moment. I'm sure it took him by surprise. But again, it was another example of me not standing in my knowing firm to say, this isn't right for me. It may not have been the relationship even. It's just that moment in that time, Mm -hmm. it wasn't aligned. So I went and got married. And of course, I didn't want to disappoint my parents. I didn't want to disappoint others. And so I put a smile on my face and literally 
sank into the belief that this is how it is. This is, you get married and and it wasn't an unhappy marriage. We got along fabulously. We were very good friends because we were both very young, making very adult decisions. And he was very career oriented and driven and very inspiring in that way. And that ended up really creating a bit of friction in our lives because it was his job or my job. And I took the back burner on that and left my marketing career to stay home with our kids so that he could pursue his, his career. So a lot, you're seeing repetition of decision-making on Jen's behalf of, you know, making sure other people were happy and uh, not necessarily doing what was right for me. But I, I look back at those decisions now with such empathy and grace and love and compassion. It makes me a little emotional for that, that young girl who, had the best of intentions, truly the best of intentions, and just was not sitting in quiet enough. And those who are listening, if you're entrepreneurs, moms, women, that is something I just urge us to put at the forefront of our day is the quiet stillness to listen. We are guided with intuition. We are so strong and capable, but when we get in the busy, in the doing, in the not paying attention, these are when we make decisions that aren't necessarily the right ones. So that marriage um, ended up in a divorce, unfortunately, Um, but I think that was inevitable based on the start and how we were making decisions. And it was a very amicable divorce at the time. We we got along. We knew our, we had completion. That relationship had been complete. We had two beautiful children together. We co-parented. Everything was really quite seamless, I think, because we both knew it was the right decision. But that also, I, I, I say this, it's not necessarily that it was easy. It was just um, as peaceful as something like that could be. The interesting part of the story is during that time was the height of my first business. It was exploding. So for the public, they would have looked at Jen and thought, she's got the best life. Look at everything is so great. Her business is thriving. She's got these two beautiful children and a marriage. And it's so interesting how people can perceive a person based on success and things and status. And so when I got divorced, it was a shock, just a shock. And people didn't understand. And I think it's because they had put me up on this pedestal, especially the women in my life and the clients and the the network that I had, they'd put me on this pedestal because they'd witnessed my success, that things were great in my life. And when this came through and it wasn't what they thought it created a really vulnerable space for me. And it was a very excruciating point in my life, to be honest with you, because I didn't have the support from my community and the women around me that I anticipated I would have. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we can, you know, so often in our expectations, we end up abandoning Mm-hmm. people who we've said we really care about and we love and we admire and we want to learn from and we want to support. And yet the minute that that spell is kind of broken and your humanness came out yeah. and the reality of what was behind the scenes came out, 
um, it really can also incite this sort of reaction in the people that you're having an impact on, mm -hmm. which just creates a snowball effect in all of the emotions that go along in making such a difficult and painful decision, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I know Jen having researched you and just that you had come from a family, right. Where, where divorce was a part of it, you know, and so that, that really compounds just how challenging that must have been. And yet I'm looking at you now seeing what you have created for yourself and knowing that there must have been so much um, willingness to heal and willingness and determination to turn this around that, that it would be something that would actually be a, an asset for you on your journey and something that you could use to make you stronger and that you could use to teach your children some very important lessons. You're right. You're right. It was such a painful part in my life. Mm -hmm. And you're, you, you said a word that's perfect to describe it, the humanness. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful piece, the silver lining of that moment, and I, I should say it extended for far too long. I really mm -hmm. fell into a victim mentality. I felt so hurt, so crushed, so alone, very lonely. Um, and the, the more successful you are, you tend to get a little bit more lonely anyways, right? Because you're leading rather than being led. And so there comes an element of that to begin with. And then to have a community, and I, I shouldn't make it seem like the whole community. It was a handful of women. <laughs> um, but that handful of women felt like hundreds because they can be very loud. And um, because you're tender, it's like they're, you know, it's not a nice description, but like they're picking the scab, right? It's so it just can't heal. And I focus, the lessons I learned this is I focused on them and just trying to get them to approve of me and think well of me again, that I took my eyes off of the hundreds of people who still looked at me with compassion and love and as a leader. And that was one of my biggest lessons, especially for entrepreneurs, is we have to be really careful about what we're focusing on because the negativity or someone who doesn't approve of us can seem so loud that it takes away the echo or the beauty of what's happening here that really is the truth. And so that's one of those things I look back and I go, ah, oh, I wish I had worked through that in a better way. Yet mm -hmm. I know it made me the compassionate leader I am today because I went through that. And because I, I crawled on my hands and knees at certain parts during that, that journey. Yeah. Yeah. And what wisdom you have gained, you know, mm -hmm. and now that you can speak to that with such passion and such a knowing inside of you, what I'm hearing is that one of the most important things that we can do both as women and as wives and partners and leaders is to carefully select an inner circle, mm -hmm. to carefully select to whom we're listening and what messages we're allowing in, you right. know, because too often we even get caught up in the glossiness of somebody's image. And yet when they don't demonstrate character and faithfulness and real unconditional love that we want and deserve from our friends and our inner circle, that can really crumble in, in almost an instant. That's right. And so 
I just want our audience to really, really focus in on that because that's such an important piece of wisdom. And what are some other just tips or points of of focus that you would give to our audience as they may be going through some challenging times Mm -hmm. in their relationships, whether with friendships or in their marriages or in that transition space? Right. Great question. And it feels like a very clear answer for me because it was so vivid Mm -hmm. as I was going through it is focusing on my strengths. My strengths really were elevated and accentuated during that time. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed in myself, which I have to only thank God for is I have been given these eyes to see the best in people, no matter what, And it's an incredible gift that I'm so grateful for. I have to have very strict boundaries around that, which is what I've learned through that experience. But I'm so grateful that I would see the best in someone, even when it's so easy to find the dirt. I want to be that person that digs for the gold. So to be able to be forgiving, to see that we're all doing the best we can with what we know in the moment that really became apparent to me. And I, I'm, I'm honored to have that gift and I, I carry that with me in my life. And so it has definitely made me a connector with people. I see people, I feel people. And so that, I don't know if I would have had that clarity without that experience. And the other thing is where we're looking for validation. So especially in relationships, whether it's with a husband, a partner, a friend, if we're looking for them to validate us all the time, that's when we really put ourselves in this fragile state and it's not fair to that person. It's not fair to ourselves. So that feeling of coming in and really getting to know myself through that journey, I was forced to, but knowing that I will validate what up and in, and if it's in alignment what happens outside of me, I will again be forgiving and understanding, but it, it just doesn't matter as much anymore. And that is a really neat feeling for someone who spent most of her life up until now, really leaning in on others to say, good job, you're great, way to go. It's really neat to look in the mirror and be able to say that to yourself and be your own best friend and best advocate. So I, I just crave that for other human beings because there's such a peacefulness that comes through that. Yeah. I love that. That is so beautiful. And when we do that, we're so much more capable of loving the people around us well and fully, you know, because we are coming from a full place within ourselves and not looking for them to fill in those cracks within us or to show us why why we're worthy when we aren't seeing it for ourselves. So I just love that. I just love that, Jen. And I'm sure that it's benefited your marriage now and mm-hmm. and your four beautiful children who are getting to glean from all of your wisdom. Yeah. So I wondered if we could delve a little bit into some questions that I'm asking each of our guests. Sure. Um, and they really do speak to how you are going through your marriage now mm-hmm. um, and how you chose this this wonderful man who's in your life, as well as how you're teaching your children. But who taught you to love? Mm. This like, I, I always say my tear ducts are tra- attached to my bladder, so you have to forgive me, but <laughs> I feel things deeply. Um, I will be honest with you. I think... 
well, I know I was blessed to be raised in a home that had a very strong faith and a foundation of faith. And that was taught to me from the time I can remember, but the person in my life who was the example of that primary example of that was my papa, actually my mom's dad. He was just this very fun, but loving and attentive person. And as I was growing up with my parents not in a happy marriage and divorcing and being an only child, I remember him being this, this pillar for me, this stake in the ground that I knew I could count on. And it, it didn't matter if he was tired, if he had a bad day, whatever was in his life, he never failed to make me feel completely loved and appreciated. There was no, I love you, but, or I wish you would. It was to me, what I felt the most sincere, unconditional love that I've ever received in my life. And I was very young, but that's, that stays with me that, that built a pretty, well, he set the bar high. <laughs> he was amazing, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, how beautiful. Mm-hmm. How beautiful. Yeah. I'm sure he is smiling at your life now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. Thank you. And Jen, I also am asking everyone to just share what your definition of a legendary love story is. Wouldn't it be that it's with ourselves? Wouldn't that be the most beautiful love story of all? And I firmly believe this lifetime for me is that truly that journey of really learning to fall in love with myself and fully accept myself, that like radical self-acceptance. I I am on that path. I'm on that journey. I have not perfected it. I am not at the destination. And I don't know if you ever get there, but I definitely know that in loving ourselves, caring for ourselves, pursuing ourselves, we end up giving a beautiful example to our other relationships, whether it be kids or a spouse or clients or people we work with, because it shows this deep connection of, of really understanding our purpose. You know, so many people say, I want to know my purpose. I want to know my purpose. I honestly believe our purpose is to live today as well as we possibly can. That's the purpose Mm -hmm. and tomorrow will care for itself. So I really believe for me that legendary love is this love and Mm -hmm. this pursuit of myself. And I, I crave that for other people too. Wow. So powerful. So powerful. And again, allows you to be in a place where you can just lavishly love the people around you. And And allow them to lavishly love you. Yes. Because when you love yourself and accept yourself, you also accept love from others more abundantly. There aren't these walls and resistance, which I have had in the past and I still see it creep in from time to time. But mm-hmm. when you are fully accepting of yourself, it's just amazing that the energy that exudes out of you and what can come in because of that. That is just so beautiful. Thank you. That is actually is the first time that has been given as an answer. So oh, I wow. love it. I just love it, Jen. And I know people are going to want more of you. 
I'm just so thankful that you and I got connected this year and or the end of last year, I think it was and through our good friend, Tim story. And so I know that people are going to want more of you more of becoming iconic and just all the goodness that you have to share with the world. So what are the best ways for people to connect with you? Definitely the Becoming Iconic podcast. It is my soul's work. I I just enjoy conversation. It's my love language. So I have beautiful conversation. I can't wait, Amy, to have you on the the podcast. And we've had people like Tim and it's just been a, a big blessing in my life. And I love to play on social media. So you can check me out. Instagram's probably my main play playground. And it's just Jen Spiegel. So it's J-E-N-S-Z-P-I-G-I-E-L. And uh, come and hang out with me. I'd love to meet new people. Thank you so much, Jen. I am so glad you could join us today. And I don't want anybody to miss your great free gift. So click the link below our interview and take advantage of what Jen is offering and just connect with her because this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is a woman of depth and, and leadership and fun and heart. And we couldn't use that now more than ever. And so thank you so much, Jen. You have been an integral part of our our interview series. And I cannot wait for people to know more about you. Thank you so much. This is a joy. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Elevated Podcast. You can find out more about me and the amazing guests on our show on my website, amyvanslambrook.com. And if you have a moment, we'd love to hear your honest review of the show because nothing lights my day up more than seeing your comments, your questions, your aha moments, because that's what this is all about. We want to elevate your thinking so you can elevate your life.